singing well tonight, we stand forgiven at the cross. What a wonderful, wonderful truth, and a truth that we can proclaim to those who need our Savior. We are continuing in our series, engaging people in today's culture, uh, seeking effective strategies to reach souls for Jesus. And as we do so, we think about engaging. I'd like to remind us that as we do engage people and talk with people, we do so uh, carefully. We do so with uh, uh, great care, and we do not bulldoze them through. We listen, we are respectful uh, to what they're saying, Uh, but we come back to uh, the very premise of our belief, and that is God's Word. That is and must be preeminent in our hearts and lives. And uh, to remind us also, we, as we look at a cult or a religion, we ask the following questions. We ask, how do they deal with these issues? The veracity, the truth of Scripture. How do they deal with the deity of Christ? Do they say He is God or do they say He isn't? And then how is salvation accomplished? What is the justification process? Is justification by grace through faith, or is it by works, some sort of higher plane? And so, this evening, we're going to look at Scientology. I have a couple of videos we'll play through and uh, um, look at at them. Uh, The founder of Scientology is L. Ron Hubbard, Lafayette Ronald Hubbard, born in March 13, 1911, and died in 1986. And um, Ron was an interesting person, as you might guess, um, Ron had a great uh, imagination. He was a fiction writer, a science fiction writer. Actually, he wrote some, some books that were well-received beyond a science fiction, but he wrote one that was uh, quite well-received in another way. We'll look at that in a second. So let's look at... Um, touch the button. There we go. Are you seeing things? Yes. He's going to give us an overview. So, L. Ron Hubbard, um, he, re- he wrote this toward right before he wrote Dianetics. He said, writing for a penny a word is ridiculous. If a man really wants, wanted to make a million dollars, the best way would be to start his own religion. And he fulfilled his own property, pro- prophecy. 
So his scripture, the scripture of the Scientologist, is a book called Dianetics, as we just heard. Uh, the Modern Science of Mental Health, and you'll see such engaging covers as this. And so I wanted to give you a flavor of what Dianetics does, and I'm going to do so by uh, pulling up their website, and he's going to talk about that personality. Um, yes, there we go. Let's see. Nope, back up. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Yes. Go, come on. This is what happens when you have too many browsers up. All right. Here we go. Uh huh. The backwards look here. And. Notice the appeal. go. Who wouldn't want to be, uh, to have all of this stuff? And so you want total freedom. You want, um, you want to have, here we are, back up play again. It's a full screen. Doesn't like me today. These are things that, uh, let me not go to engrams quite, quite yet. Um, notice the theme. The theme is back up, back up. The theme is total freedom, reaching your full potential, and there is a, a higher plane of knowledge. Okay, so just as we talk about this, uh, it's going to seem kind of strange, but understand they're tapping. He tapped into something that people want. They want to be free. They want to realize their potential. So. Um, a little bit more about um, L. Ron Hubbard. In one biographical sketch from a book, he said that by the end of World War II, he was crippled and blind. It was a matter of medical record that he had been twice pronounced dead, and that in 1951, he was given a perfect score on mental and physical fitness reports. However, in biographies later written, it was documented that his medical records from the military showed he was never wounded, never crippled, never blinded, not even once, and never pronounced dead once or twice. Um, his personal life was quite blemished. You, you kind of wonder, as you look into the man, you wonder that what he was searching for, he built himself. Personal life was, he, he married his second wife while still married to his first. He maintained Sarah Northrop Hubbard prior to marriage. He told her that he was a bachelor. She, in 1951, sued for divorce and alleged that he had inflicted upon her sleep deprivation, beating, strangulation, kidnapping of their child. 
and Ron had counseled her to commit suicide if she really loved him, quote-unquote. He, Walter Martin writes in his book, Kingdom of Cults, he said, but then one might not be surprised seeing as how he met her when she was in Pasadena-based cult that was led by Jack Parsons. Jack was the disciple of the late Satanist Alistair, McCra- uh, Alistair Crowley. Sarah was Parsons' girlfriend and partner, and she, was represented, she represented the Babylonian woman of Revelations uh, 17 in the cult. So as you see who he is and the book that he wrote, in the book, we learn in Dianetics that uh, we are all plagued with engrams. Engrams. Uh, Engrams are changes, he said, that become permanent part of our psyche. They are caused by verbal abuse, bad experiences, and they have affected us, uh, that hold us back from the problem. And the, but the problem that we have is we suppress these. So we don't want to suppress the engrams. We want to release them. But not only have we suppressed engrams, we've also suppressed the fact that we are thetans. Okay? T-H-E-T-A-N-S. And a thetan is your true self, the immortal spirit trapped in your body. Um, so what happened uh, trillions of years ago, we're, it was all thetans, and they wanted mortal bodies, so it created the universe, and so then they populated. But the problem is, when they came in to indwell these bodies there, they forgot who they were. They forgot they were thetans, and so it, they, had to, they had to have some way, and Ron came up with this way, how to bring them back to reality. He taught also things uh, like this, that our brain is split. And so our brain is split there, and uh, we have two sides. We have the reactive mind, which is bad, and we have the analytical mind, which is good. And the only way that we can release the engrams, the only way we can straighten up the mind, the only way we can find out that we are thetans, or yes, uh, is by auditing. Auditing. It's the E meter, the electro psycho, uh, psychometer. Or, yeah. That's not how you pronounce it. Not how they pronounce it, but it is kind of like psychometer. Um, and you see, here you go, John Travolta when he had hair, um, curly hair back in the day. Here, here he is. And he is, this is the, if you notice in the video, there were slicker forms of, of uh, the E meter. It was nice and new. Back in the day, it was just kind of two cans with a metal wire, it seems, running off each can. So what is an E-meter? Well, an E-meter is um, it's basically a glorified light detector. Okay, So it registers change in pulse. It registers uh, things of that nature. And so if they ask you, um, did you have a traumatic childhood, and you say no, it registers. Ah, but wait, let's dig a little bit there. And so there's a process of auditing. And this auditing seeks to uh, uncover those bad things. And so we have um, sessions of auditing to break free from the engrams and also the suppressed memory uh, that you are to free the Thetan spirit. Uh, so they work through this, and so they ask a series of questions. Um, interesting enough, it costs a lot of money. So what are you looking for? Well, we're looking for supreme understanding. We're seeking the path to clear. And that path to clear is bridge. Um, so first you've got to clear yourself of the engrams, all the bad thoughts, okay? All the things that I'm not, I'm not good enough, um, I'm not wonderful enough, and 
no one likes me. You know, those, you've got to clear yourself of those, and you've got to, to have good thoughts, and then as you become clear over a process of many times, and it's akin to psychotherapy, really, or uh, what someone might go to a therapist for, except usually you're not hooked up to this. And as you talk to a counselor, they're, if it's a Christian counselor, they're going to talk to you or use the Bible. If it's a secular counselor, they're just going to talk to you and have you open up and talk about things, and still no electronics attached. Um, so they want supreme understanding. That's, where, that's the goal you want for the clear, and then, but there's one state higher. So one state higher is operating as Thetan. Okay, if you're operating as a Thetan, then you're one step higher of clear. Now, the classification and gradation, there's an awareness chart and all this stuff, and let me tell you, it costs a lot of money to go through because each session you have to pay for. Okay, it's, it's not a religion where you um, go and they give free help. No, they don't give free clearings or free auditing. Uh, they, they charge for it, and so they, they charge and they charge um, for this. Uh, and the thing that we have to understand is that this is not new. This is not new. Turn to Genesis 3 for me. Turn to Genesis 3. In this passage, we see Adam and Eve in the garden, and we see them being tempted. What I want you to look at is the approach that the serpent took to tempt them. He said, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Interesting how he starts. Was that what God said? No, we're going to pass over. And she said, she said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. So he asked the question that he knew was false, but he, he asked the question to get her talking, and so she talks to him, and then she, she relates a bit of false information. God never said anything about touching it, but he said, do not eat from the tree. And he did say, you will surely die. And look at the approach the serpent takes. His, she said, he said to the woman, you, sure, you surely will not die. Now, stop here a second. Notice he's calling doubt her to doubt God. He's calling on her to doubt God. Now, you're not going to die. What it is, that God is holding out something from you. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, you, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay? He says, no. God's just holding back something from you. Notice what Scientology says. You know, there's a higher plane that you haven't discovered. There's a, there's a better place. And all the other religions can't give you this, but we can walk you through the auditing process and we can show you what it is to be really, uh, earn your full of t- a potential and be the person that you've always wanted to be. And so you have, as this, this from the garden, this deception still propagated today. Because they say, you're going to be like God's Thetans. That's a God-like, it's an immortal spirit. God's holding something back, the serpent told Eve. 
He knows you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And it's interesting how deceptive this concept is that Satan has used this over and over in many different religions. You can ascend to a higher plane, or you can finally, Mormonism, LDS, so you can go through all the processes, and if you're a very good Mormon, one day, one day you will get your own planet, and you will be God also. And every temptation that is like this, it is a temptation to be, to raise myself, to raise ourselves up to the level of God. (laughs) Was that not indeed uh, the fault of Lucifer? I will be like the Most High God. It is interesting as we read Scripture and the contrast, and we see ourselves as we truly are, and we see that we are but nothing, and it is not by our works and our abilities and reaching our full potential that we are reconciled to God, and that we're given an eternity in heaven. It is by God's grace. Christ came. It is, the, is diametrically opposed to this thought that you will become a God and you will become great <laughs> someday. But no, Christ is the one who saves. Christ redeems us. Christ is the one. And it's interesting that in so many, so many of these teachings, you have this. show you another video here, kind of give you a little more understanding on this. So notice the, um, 
think I'll start yet. Notice now the, another part of the religion, and it is indeed a religion, is they borrow from the Eastern concepts of Hinduism, Buddhism of, of reincarnation. And so we, we come back at different things. You don't get it right the first time. Your Phaeton can come back and... I don't know. Do they, one thing I didn't find out if you come back as an animal or you come back as a human again. You should probably find that out. Um, you never know. But here it comes. So, sorry, that's very bright. Um, one more. This kind of, the guy kind of sums it up here, this, um, on this last one. So, it's a human-centered religion based on fulfilling your potential and knowing your true self. Uh, interesting in this, they make no claims of being a Christian uh, religion. Um, we'll talk about others in the past and uh, in the future and the ones we've talked about in the past. Some of them start with a basis of Scripture and then pervert it. And they start there nowhere near at all being a Christian or even... Uh, any of that nature, but it's a human-centered religion, which, is, which tells us a lot about a religion when it centers on man, man being the highest plane there, and they reject Jesus, God, and the God of the Bible. So how do you talk to someone? Because maybe you've seen in the past uh, uh, a joke this morning of um, Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah's couch, and Tom is a... Um, a very well-known, high-up uh, Scientologist. He's paid a lot of money. <clears throat> and you have people like that who are searching and desiring to have, to reach their true potential. And he might say, I am successful because of Scientology. How do you talk to someone who is so wrapped up in it? And you really have to start with the God of the Bible with a religion that takes no account of Scripture at all, you have to go back to the beginning. Let's, let's talk about Scripture, the Bible, and the beginning that God created the heaven and earth, and start through there. 
you must deal with them on the on the the difference of religion from a religion that you work and achieve a high level and one that Jesus Christ pays the price for sinful men and women. And you you deal slowly and carefully. This is it's it's like many of the other religions we talked last week on the marks of the cults. You get in, it's hard to get out. You say they look nice, and you walk you know down the streets of California, uh, Clearwater, Florida, is a, is a base there, and you know it's it's nice people handing out uh, with clipboards. You want to take a personality you know profile, find out your potential. These are you know these are, are well dressed people. They don't go out and and um, bring in the masses from the, from the gutter. They may go help as a project, but that's not the people they want. They want very successful people to come in, and those who want to be successful will do what they want and will pay what they want. The interesting thing is um, those who have come out are often sued. Um, a lady by the name of Remini has been on TV shows, and she's come out and produced a series of documentaries on, on this, on her uh, how deep she got in, how much, how hard it was to get out. And it's a very litigious group. If you say anything bad, they will sue you. Uh, so you take it carefully. You speak to individuals. You love them. You show them genuine love, not because they're paying something, but because you love them from Christ. And it comes back to the, to the every, every time that we deal with a religion Every time we deal with a cult, every time we deal with someone who is not a believer in Jesus Christ, it is the care, it is the love of Jesus that must show through you and through me that will attract them to the gospel. And you continue giving them the gospel. See, there is that, um, that care and loving kindness and that friendship that you develop, but a friendship isn't enough. A friendship only comes to a point that you must give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the word of God, the power of God that does work in our life. And so I wanted you to understand a little bit about this group. Um, there's not a huge presence in our area, uh, but it is something that, it, that, that ebbs and flows depending on the press and the news media as far as how they either build them up or they tear, tear them down. And so you might run into someone might have a conversation with this someone that has uh, gotten involved in Scientology. Um, you, the Lord gives us opportunities. And as I do this series of Engage uh, Cultures, I want us to be attentive, to be aware of who God places next to us. And it's an opportunity. You know, it's... Um, the neighbor that's next to you, that, um, uh, that drives on your grass or something. I don't know. It, it, you know, it's not about the grass. It's about them seeing our Savior. And sometimes we allow petty things, the disturbances, the inconveniences, for us to give them a cold shoulder when that's the very person that God's placed in our life for us to love, to care for. So... Any, any questions? Two minutes. I have two minutes. Yes, Megan? Um, so there's a reading room, a Scientology reading room down 
Is it Christian science or Scientology? I think it's a Christian science. That's next week, Lord willing. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out and see what I can no, okay. uh, Yes, we'll get that. Yes. You forgot who you were. You look in their, their, their literature, and, and it is, I mean, I don't want to make fun, but it is a, it, the problem started when the Thetans forgot who they were, when they came into mortal bodies. And so they repressed those memories, and you started out being bad, but your true nature, your true self is good. You just have to uncover it. And for some, it's deeper than others. <laughs> Uncovering that. Yes. Once you're clear, huh? Yeah. Once you're clear, then you go to Phaeton. Then you go to you're aware of Phaeton. That's the next step above to supreme understanding. And, and um, it seems like it. There's a chart um, that is. I don't think it's on their website, but there is a chart that uh, that I've seen on other websites. To, to describe those levels. Yeah, it, it doesn't stop. Yeah, you can be like a super thetan, I guess. I'm not sure. Je- uh, sorry. Jeff? You mentioned some people that have come out. I haven't seen any of the videos or read any of them. Did any of them give the reason why they came out to kind of help us maybe focus on what some of people said? Yes. Why did they come out? Most of them were um, the rigidity and the... Um, the overbearing nature of the group. Once they own you, they own you. Um, is it Lee Remini? I think she's, she's the latest actress. Um, he was talking about Paul Haggis there on that. And um, borderline verbal abuse and uh, intimidation. Um, the father of the present head minister uh, came out. And uh, there are... Um, interviews of him and you know there's a, a private investigator watching him at all times basically hired by the church of scientology or his son um just to just to make sure he doesn't you know do anything bad or he doesn't talk to the wrong people and so he went and so, so once he saw the the private investigator watching him all the time then he just went to the news media and, and blew it all open uh so he's persona grata Well, yes. So, if you've paid all this money, you've become cleared and all this stuff, how did Tom Cruise mess up? Um, a few engrams slipped by. I, once, you, once you have a science fiction, you, you still... You know, it just shows the, um, the futility, really, of, of this. Um, it's sad. I mean... It really is binding, and it has, uh, if you go back through and look at the cults from last week, the, the marks, it has a lot, of the, um, a lot of the marks of shunning and of uh, deprivation and those things that, you know, to keep you, you can't leave yet. 
you, you got to be cleared more. So, yes. How do they explain uh, disease, sickness, and that you just pay more money? And <laughs> yeah. Well, they... Uh, so, it, it's a mixture of you can become... Yes, as you get higher and higher the levels, you should have less, fewer and fewer sicknesses and illnesses. Um, but then the, the earth has fallen, and so I don't think by thinking we can overcome cancer or anything like that. Um, and at that point, most cults will brush it under the rug. Well, you must have something deep within you that caused that. And their founder did die, yes, unfortunately. Or, yeah. He wasn't a... T- well, but I don't think they say that at one point you get immortality of this life. It's just your spirit goes on. But the part, the sad thing is he had to reset and learn it all over again. So, he's... Some, yes. One more. Well, but... What we're, what we're talking about is, is the, um, the minutia of it. But on the front end, the first video, it's your potential. We can help you be the best you you ever be. And look at this, look at this celebrity. Look at the height that this person has attained. Um, don't you want to be like them? Well, then take this quiz. Hold on to these meters. And you too, one day, will be... Um, a Phaeton. Yeah. So. It's when, when you reject the idea of true God, you reject the idea that we must be responsible to God, then you must make up your own religion to achieve your own goals. And so that's what this is. You make it up. And you make it up as you go along. I'm sure. So, if you have, you know, just a warning, if you have people who, who are into or you know, dabbling around the edges, talk to them. Help them uh, before they get in. Um, kindly. And, and the, you know, and many of you know this, I know, but the, the best way is not to call that cult a name. Oh, they're terrible, horrible people. The best way is to ask questions of them that they that the, the cult can't answer, or and to to dig and pry and say and show inconsistencies, basically. Um, if you come out sometimes guns blazing, you force them to it. You don't want to leave them alone; they'll go their own way. But you also have to be careful. Careful, you don't push them in by your by what you understand is the truth, and you go hard charging at it and say. They're, you know, whatever adjective you want to say, unbalanced. This is an unbalanced cult, so don't follow it, and you push someone there. Uh, do, it, do so kindly. All right. So we have a, an opportunity in our world. Um, it's crazy, it seems. Some of these things seem to us. Um, it is the proclamation of the Word of God. And... I have to say that in some way, these religions are on the rise in our Western civilization because we haven't been true to and been active in what we should be doing, the cause of Christ. And so, 
Let's be proactive. Let's take the gospel, the good news of grace and mercy, and complete salvation, and a true God to the world. Let's bow in prayer. Gracious God, by your mercy, by your grace, we are here. Give us wisdom as we speak and come in contact with people who do not know you, that we may have the words to say, because we have the words of truth, as Peter said, you are the words, Christ, of eternal life. You are truth, you are life. And so, Father, may we proclaim Jesus as the way and the truth and the life. May we love those who are coming under the spell of different cults and religions and love them enough to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ to to be persistent, to be caring, to be loving, to show that there is one true way, and that is Jesus. And so, Father, give us wisdom to do so. Let us, by your grace, minister to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Four.